Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Temple Grower. Yeah, hello, Temple Grower here from Treaty 6 Territory, aka Saskatoon, up in the warm north. Nice. Uh, nice to be back. Yes, man. It's good to have you back. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, bro. Uh, who, yeah. who we got next? We got Bubble Hawk. What's up, Bubble? G'day guys, Bob Locke here, coming out of Drop Bear Country on the eastern side of the land of Oz. Doing well this morning, doing well. I'm awake, See? I'm alive, I'm here. You dabbed up? Uh, yeah, actually. I did have an early morning dab, so um, I've been, I've technically been awake since 5am. So. Hitting that dab like it was a like button, Bubble, mm-hmm, I like it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> that's mm-hmm, it, like a mm-hmm. Chinese spy balloon. Nice, nice. What are you say, Monkey? How are you doing? Doing great, man. Monkey down here in the freakishly warm southeast U.S. right now. It's just like blue sky, sunshine, springtime, flowers are starting to bloom. I know everybody wishes you were here, but uh, I'm really worried about what's going to happen this summer. <laughs> you know, we got yeah. all this warmth mm-hmm. now. Are we going to bake later? Who knows? But we'll find out. We'll find out, won't we? And I hey. didn't get to see the Chinese spy balloon. It didn't come this far south. Lame. 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 What about you, Marge? Did you see it? Because apparently it passed down through Canada. Uh, no, I did not. I'm not sure where it passed through Canada, but I'm in central Canada. Hello, everyone. Everyone's other favorite Canadian and host <laughs> of the award-winning Bite Me the Show Bed Edibles. Award-winning? Ooh. Well, I mean, I award myself every week. I put it Okay, in okay. That sounds nice. good. Sounds good. Right. <laughs> that counts. That counts. <laughs> yes, man. You deserve the award as well, Marge. It's a very good show. Everybody should go and check out Bite Me the Show about edibles. And you do have something new that you want to tell everybody else about, I do. I do. I have just released, available on Amazon, a brand new Bite Me the Edibles journal that is, yeah, like I said, available everywhere. And it's like a journal that you can log your edibles experience in. So if you're eating a lot of edibles and wanting to keep track, it's for people like that because you think you're going to remember things and you just don't because you're a stoner just like me. So Yes. <laughs> yeah, for me, I like start off as a word and then go off into a squiggle and then right. be like dribble on the page because I fell asleep on the paper. That's right. how edibles usually affect me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so mm-hmm. even if you're not interested in said journal for whatever reason, maybe you're not a note taker or whatever. I know it's not for everyone, but you could also still leave a great review. That'll help it be more discoverable in the Amazon stores. Very good idea. Yeah. Nice. I have to say, I've seen it and it's very cool because it remind it reminded me a lot of like, you know, the old school cookbooks of like, you know, your grandma has or something and where she wrote down and like physically all the recipes and notes and things. And that's what this kind of is, but with weed. So nice. yeah, check it out. It's very cool. Yes. Thank you. So how do we find it on Amazon? You just go to Amazon and search for. Yeah, you should be able to go to any Amazon store and just type in bite me edibles journal. Nice. Awesome. So go and do that. Not yet, everybody. Wait until after the show. Well, you know, you can also <laughs> open another window and go and check it out. Listen to the show as we introduce the show here. You can go and buy Marge's Edibles Journal. That would I be very cool. Grateful. Yes. That's right. Show so Marge anybody, some support. That's right. So anybody who goes up to Amazon and types bite me in the search engine is going to find Marge's book. Wow. So all these pissed off Amazon <laughs> customers are going to be saying, what is this book bite me? <laughs> I think you still have to type in edibles journal. Oh, okay. Oh, you got it, Abby Bubble. You got it. Yeah, that's awesome. See, I'm sure Billy will find it and drop the link in the chat for us. He, he's like the young Jamie of the show. If you don't mind, <laughs> Billy. If you, if you don't mind. And then people can go check that out. But very cool. Congratulations, Marge. I hope he does very well. I hope you sell millions of them. I, I do too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> millions. Millions. A TG. I have, a, I have a joke for you, bro. <laughs> oh, Nobody say anything. Knock, knock. Oh, yeah, who's there, man? I eat mop. You eat moth? Is that what you said? Mop! I oh, eat, I eat mop. I eat mop who? <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I got him. Uh, I got another, another victim taken down. 
<laughs> See, he couldn't understand that accent either. Yeah, that's I, unusual. I did the same thing, TG. Yeah, I yeah, did exactly the same thing. Yeah, I got to really pro pronounce that P, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do P too much around a, a microphone because it pops, you know. But I got the pop shield and shit. It should be okay. So I'll make sure I'll pronounce my P's a little bit more in the future. Proper with your P's. <laughs> that was fucking pretty low, man. Really low. But yeah, TG, you shouldn't eat any poo, bro. Okay. No. Well, Same. no, I got nothing on that. <laughs> eating shit. Learning, no, bat shit to your plants, maybe, but no, I couldn't wheel or get that in there without fucking explaining it. So it's not funny anymore. Well, you got well, me right in the middle of a dab, too. So I blame it on that. Oh, oh, oh. And before we move on to the cannabis news, we'll just quickly drop this piece of news, which we will bring up again later on in the news. But we did have the interview with Graham Hancock this week. It was Everybody. Really, really cool. Yes, fucking legendary. And he said he will be back. So, TG, make sure you get in on the next one, bro. It, it was, uh, he was a little bit reluctant to start with because he was uh Ooh. he was nervous because everybody fucking hating on him right now across the internet mm -hmm. so he was nervous and he just wanted the two of us in there i didn't want to try and get anybody else in but he said he might come back in june sometime to talk about yeah. cannabis and shit so hopefully we'll be able to get you in then he said he enjoyed it he he, he offered on his own to come back so that was amazing when mm -hmm. somebody does that so fantastic initially he says no i'm only going to do it once <laughs> no, I mean, within the first five minutes, he had relaxed and the conversation was going freely. It was really a very stress-free, very informative little interview. So great. Mm -hmm. And everybody's going to want to hear it. I mean, it, it it's almost like the best of Graham Hancock. He covers a lot of high points in his stuff in our in our little interview. Yes, man. It was good. I enjoyed it. It, it was uh, it's been two years in the making. So I'm glad I finally got it done. Epic. Mm hmm. Definitely. Yes, man. Good job, Mackie. Well done. Yes. And he will be back again, hopefully. But that interview has gone out to the Patreon. So if you're a Patreon and uh, you can head over to the Patreon page, you can see it there. You can download it and listen to it early. But I'll send it out to everybody else sometime this week. So stay tuned for the special interview that will be going out. But, uh, anything else to add here? Are we ready to move on to the news? I, I think so. so. Yeah, I think that is a yep. yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. But yes, here we are for the cannabis news and events this week. And there's been lots going on. I don't think we'll go straight into my one because I want to try and keep the nice, happy, joyful mood that I'm in for a while. So does anybody want to jump in and do their news first? Bubble, bubble, if you throw you under the bus, well, bro. Yeah, if you want to throw me under, that's fine. I didn't know um, which way you wanted to go with this, yeah. Okay, so mine's actually... <laughs> It's it's one something that we we pretty well already knew, but uh, it's it has been um, confirmed by a bit of a think tank. So legalizing cannabis could earn Australia twenty eight billion. Federal figures show uh, the Australian government could earn upwards of thirty billion over a decade by legalizing and taxing cannabis, according to fresh policy costings from the Parliamentary Budget Office. Uh, PBO figures published by the Greens this week show a legal cannabis industry could generate $28 billion in public revenue over a decade if taxed at 15% or $36 billion at 25%. So hold yeah. on. That's just like, that's just from the tax revenue. So, just so that's only 15%. How much of that's like $300 billion that people will be spending on cannabis well, what if they're only taking 15%. What about the taxes well, that will be generated from by the people who earn the money and go spend it elsewhere, things like that? So yeah, there's a lot more... And the trickle down effect to this stuff. Wow. Yeah, and that's so that's not including the money that comes out of the budget from um, from policing it, which is another big number. Freeing um, up more money for other other actions, right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, so, under a proposal pitched by the Greens, a new federal agency would regulate cannabis prices and act as an intermediary between producers and a new tightly regulated retail industry. Uh, like many other countries around the world, Australia has an evolving relationship with cannabis, which was first outlawed by Canberra in 1926. Uh, hmm. Astonishingly, almost a century after that ban, Canberra in 2020 became the first place in Australia to broadly decriminalise cannabis, with residents allowed to grow uh, plants for their own home use. <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah, you had to drop me in that one while I was just recovering from that. 
Federally, the Greens are now arguing cannabis should be legalized and regulated, following the footsteps of nations like Canada uh, and the once drug abolitionist uh, Thailand. Green Green Senator David Shoebridge says billions in tax revenue from legalizing cannabis could be used to lift JobSeeker by eighty dollars a fortnight, or build eighty-eight thousand new public housing units. What's Job Seeker? Uh, it's the doll, basically. Right, right. So when we legalize cannabis, we take billions away from organized crime, police, and the criminal justice system. Mister Shoebridge said last week, uh, we can then spend it on schools, housing, hospitals, and social support. Uh, Richard Holden, an economics professor at the University of New South Wales, said tax has become a bigger part of the push for drug law reform globally with the state and federal governments getting more creative to tackle unprecedented public budget pressures. Uh, It's taking something that's on the black market where you don't get revenue from it and generating revenue from it, he said. Uh, Dilouette estimates uh, estimates suggest Canada gained $15.1 billion in direct and indirect tax revenue from legalizing cannabis between 2018 and 2021. Uh, In Thailand, which once had some of the most extreme punishments for drugs, Cannabis was legalized last year, making global headlines and giving its post-COVID tourism industry newfound momentum. Uh, Professor Holden said existing models for taxing alcohol and tobacco were already generating billions of tax dollars annually in Australia. However, he said much of this tax revenue offset public health care costs associated with the use of these drugs. Mm -hmm. The type of law reform would matter too. Professor Holden noted as a decriminalization approach like that in Canberra is very difficult to tax. Uh, if it's all people growing it in their garage, you'll have a hard time taxing it, he said. <laughs> but not necessarily, because people will buy uh, buy things mm. which they'll be taxed on, like when you buy the grow tent, the grow light, yep. the extractors, the electricity it takes to run it, you know, the water you have to feed it. All this shit is taxed, so there's extra tax in there as well. But Yeah, and, mm. and that's where it goes on here with um, the Greens predict that a legal cannabis market would push organized criminals out of business with illegal cannabis sales estimated to fall to just 5% of the market in five years. Uh, the Greens model creates a right for adults to grow up to six plants at home without being taxed and without having to pay. This costing takes that into account. Um, so they're saying that this up to $30 billion takes into account people being able to grow six plants at home. Wow. Yeah, but wait um, a minute. You know, I'm, I'm reading up here at the top with illegal cannabis sales estimate to fall to just 5% of the market. We can easily take a look at, at legal states in the in, uh, US and, and over in Canada as well. The legacy market is not going to be 5% of the total market. It's going to yeah. be like 30, 40%. I think, to be honest, I think that that's, um, they've kind of looked at it and gone, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll just make that the lowest possible number as exactly. a best case scenario sort of thing. Um, Because, you know, and again, the people that are doing this, they're not the ones out in the out in the cannabis community. So they they really don't know what they haven't got their finger on the pulse. They they don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, uh, where are we? It will also guarantee commercial possibilities and cooperatives and local entrepreneurs to grow and sell cannabis, including through regulated cannabis cafes. So Australia has already created a fast-growing medicinal cannabis market, which is now booking half a billion in avenue, uh, annual revenue and has drawn more than $2 billion in investment, according to the Pennington Institute, a private body that advocates for draw, uh, drug law reform. In fact, a recent University of Sydney survey of 1,600 medicinal cannabis users found 20% are now sourcing the drug from legal prescriptions rather than illegal markets, up from 5% in 2018. So that's not bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> pardon me. Uh, if we're going to actually regulate it, well, that means we need to source a supply. Who's allowed to purchase it? What are the conditions? What are the quality standards and so forth? Uh, Professor Lindzerius said, we actually now have an industry which is capable should Australia go with regulated, legalised model of supplying it. However, Professor Lindzerius said, Australia should proceed carefully and ensure any recreational industry doesn't undermine the medical uses. Legalizing cannabis would basically mean almost certainly it's a consumer model where a person goes to a vendor. That's perfectly fine if you have people that know what they're doing, but you still need to look at what the medical prescriptions look like. Uh, University of Sydney survey found that only 24% of legal prescription holders found the system straightforward and easy to negotiate. So, yeah. I mean, look, 
we I've always said that it's going to be one of those things that it it'll be when the fat cats see it lying in their pockets that's when it'll become a thing and always, that's man. Always. essentially what this is saying um but there, there's there's some good little nuggets of information to take out of that um one is the six plants I'd much prefer it to be as many as you want yeah plant um, counts always a fucking fast one I like, but, like the idea of uh, uh, regulating the amount of space you can cultivate rather than the number of plants that you put in it. Yeah. You know? um, I mean, see, well, here it's it's kind of with homebrew alcohol, right? So you can brew your own beer and all that sort of thing. You can't sell it. And right. I'm assuming that that's the sort of thing that they're sort of heading along with. <clears throat> but they're also saying that the, you won't, if you grow plants at home, you're not going to be taxed and you're not going to have to pay. So mm-hmm. That's ruling out licensing for home grow and all of that sort of thing. So that's a good, to me, that I'm happy with that, if you know what I mean, because that then means you're not passing on all this information to a regulatory body. So if they do turn around and go, oi, no, you're not doing it anymore. That's it. We've canned it. You're not going to get a thousand door knocks a week where people are getting stung for still having plants and things like that. So It's a step in the right direction, eh? Mm, that's what i think uh, i think it's um you know I, I think the more and more they push the money side of it the no. more and more it becomes a for um, sure for sure because that's what changes all the fucking politicians minds it's like how much money oh, of course but for all we know yeah. you know it's like it's going to make 28 billion in tax revenue but these politician motherfuckers they're already getting paid off you know they're yeah. already making money they're just seeing like 28 billion that's going to be shared amongst other people so like, what we have to share a piece of the pie I'm happy eating all the fucking pie myself with my friends here, man. I don't want to share it with all the the proles. Yes, yeah. it's and it's it's always been like that. And it's across the board, and it's not just us. It happens in every every government on the planet. But it's so. a nice segue, actually, into my article because you mentioned <laughs> how you are gonna be allowed to grow six plants with uh without there being any problems you're not going to get arrested for growing six plants. Now we have had on the show a few times, a good guy from the UK, from Liverpool, uh, known as Gary Yowds. You would have uh, heard us do a couple of interviews with the guy. He started up a coffee shop in Liverpool called chilling rooms. You might remember, might ring a bell. Well, unfortunately this guy here, uh, I'll read the headline. Cannabis Marta, AKA Gary Yowds, told police he was saving the city after they found his grow. So they found his grow. And in the grow, he had six plants, which are apparently really fucking big plants. <laughs> which, you know, he's cool. He knows what he's doing. But there's shitloads of stuff in this article here, which is just an absolute piss take. Especially over the last couple of weeks, we covered the how the UK is giving $2 million to some company to build up their own fucking greenhouse and grow as much cannabis as they like but this guy here grows six plants and now has to do prison time. Prison time, everybody. Not suspended sentence. Not slap on the wrist because you've got 26 kilos of it with 700 pound in cash and seven grams of cocaine and a cash counting machine. Remember that guy? Slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. Carry on as you were, sir. Remember that guy? But Gary Yowd, unfortunately does not get the same fucking treatment. Let's read this article. We have, let me click, click. Uh, A cannabis martyr told police that he was saving the city by producing the fruits of the earth for the people when they discovered his grow. Now, that sounds like something Gary Yowd would say. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's such a cool guy, man. Uh, Gary Yowd's a well-known campaigner for the legislation of the Class B drug and the former owner of a cannabis cafe has been supplying cannabis oil to a dying man free of charge in order to ease the pain of his terminal cancer. Supplying cannabis oil to a dying man free of charge in order to ease the pain of his terminal cancer. Criminal, right? Criminal. Lock him up for the safety of the public quickly fucking hell however a judge at liverpool crown court today thursday found that he had also been producing and selling purple haze for profit 
The court heard this afternoon, Thursday. Again, they're saying it's Thursday. Everybody, this was on Thursday, okay? That the 53-year-old was stopped by officers at Lime Street Station shortly before 8.45 a.m. So, you know, not, not the average stoner. He's outside at a train station at quarter to nine in the morning on October the 24th, <laughs> 2020. So, again, a long time ago. This is more than two years ago. On this occasion, Yowds was found in possession of 41 milliliter plastic syringes of cannabis oil. So that's obviously for the guy with the cancer. He wanted, This is the cannabis oil he's given for this guy's cancer treatment. He also had two spliffs, which you don't leave the house without. You know, and a tobacco pouch containing a massive, a huge, a disgusting amount of cannabis of six grams and cannabis resin. And are you ready for this? 100 pound in cash. 100 pound. 100 pound. Disgusting. Absolute criminal, right? Remember the guy? Remember the guy who had thousands and he had had 26 fucking kilos of cannabis and all this shit and he got let off with no prison time? A search of his home on Cavern Road in Norris Green then revealed a large container of empty syringes. What's wrong with that? Three of which were filled with cannabis oil. So they weren't empty, were they? A box containing 12.8 grams of flowering heads, a bag of cannabis and a bag of cannabis resin, as well as a set of scales with cannabis residue on them. Francis Wilmot, prosecuting, said that the same house was then raided again at around 6 p.m. on February the 19th last year. There, police found a grow of six very large and well-maintained cannabis plants, which were up to six foot tall and three foot wide. They were described as some of the largest plants the officers had ever seen and were believed to be producing the purple haze strain of the drug. Yeah, you know, you can actually take that plant and make it produce anything you want, I guess. I just... It was producing the purple haze. The devil purple <laughs> haze, the mind-altering <laughs> super skunk. And the, the reason why he's growing this weed is so he can make cannabis oil to give to a cancer patient, a man who's yeah. dying of cancer, so he can turn it into cannabis oil and give this guy free fucking medicine. He's not charging him any money. And, you know, he's walking around with 100 pounds in his fucking wallet and two spliffs. This is what people do. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's absolutely fucking mind boggling how this happens, but other people get off. Anyway, a quantity of cannabis with a street value of up to £7,000 was also seized. Under interview after his arrest, Yaud said he was growing the fruits of the earth for medicinal purposes and was saving the city by producing the fruits of the earth for the people. He has numerous previous convictions for cannabis-related offences dating back to 2005, which he has because he's a fucking legend. You know, he, he has, has he got any convictions for hurting anybody, for theft of anything? Is there any victim in any of his crimes other than himself using his own adult brain to make his own adult decisions and produce his own fucking cannabis? He has numerous cannabis convictions for cannabis-related offences dating back to 2005 and previously ran the chilling rooms on Holt Road in Kensington, a former taxi office which was converted into a private members' club for cannabis users. And that's why we had him on the show, so we could tell him about, he could tell us about the chilling rooms. From the witness box, Yaud said that at the time of his arrest at the train station, he had been en route to deliver cannabis oil to a man, Alan Tisdale, who lived in Sutton Coalfield near Birmingham. He had previously met his son at a medical cannabis awareness event in Brighton in 2018 and was contacted in 2020 as he had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Yaud said he was providing the oil to ease Mr. Tisdale's pain. He had not been paid to provide the substance and had not allowed the family to pay for the expenses such as his train ticket. This is how much of a good guy Gary Yaud is. So, you know, he's produced all this cannabis, converted it into the oil and then got on the train and the trains are expensive here in the UK as well. They're not fucking cheap. And he's done all this off his own back to provide medicine for this guy. But he's seen as a risk. I I don't understand what's going on here, man. 
Mr. T- where was I with this? Um, expensive for the train ticket. He also stated that the yield from the cannabis farm discovered last year would also have been used to produce oil, while he himself has suffered from arthritis in his spine since the age of 30 and uses cannabis to relieve his pain and allow him to have better sleep. You know, personal use, man. Mr. Tisdale later died as a result of a stroke in February 2001. His son, James, also gave evidence via video link saying he was very empathetic and sympathetic of the situation we were in. He helped us. He genuinely helped us more than most people. He would not allow us to have any kind of financial transaction. He wouldn't charge us. He wouldn't even let us pay for his train ticket. James Tisdale's wife, Joanna Drinkwater, added, I believe he is known as a cannabis martyr and his oil is well known as one of the best in the UK. He had helped many people. There was no exchange of money or anything. Gary just wanted to help and we are eternally grateful for that help. Anna Chestnut defending told the court, this cannabis oil had a monumental impact on Mr. Alan Tisdale, somewhat philanthropic and uh, it was provided free of charge. Mr. Yards is no stranger to a custodial environment, but last time he was in prison, he was entirely terrified for his life. He found it particularly intimidating. I wonder why that is. Yards pleaded guilty to the production of cannabis possession, uh, possession of cannabis with intent to supply and possession of cannabis during the earlier hearing. Are you ready, everybody, for giving all of this medicine to this guy with cancer? And for doing everything that he has done for the cannabis community and it's serving himself, making sure that he can have his own cannabis to treat his own back pain and his arthritis. He was jailed for three years after Judge David Swinerton found out he had commercially benefited from his farm. Three but fucking years. How, how did he commercially benefit if he's giving it away for free? There is no commercial That's the benefit. Question. Yeah. Three years, man. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. You have all heard the articles that we've been going through over the last few weeks, especially, where people have had large amounts of cannabis, like kilos of cannabis, with large amounts of cash, with scales, other drugs, There's so many fucking things that was far worse than this. And we've even covered a story in the past where a man was producing cannabis oils for people who were terminally ill. And he was let off by that judge. And the judge said, this man should be awarded rather than prosecuted. So I'm going to give him the minimum sentence of six months community service. That was the minimum sentence he could have got. But this judge decides to give Gary Yowds Three fucking years in prison, three years not suspended. He's locked up now in his majesty's pleasure in fucking prison for trying to help somebody who was terminally ill. It's, it just goes to show, you know, it's it's the, the people that are legitimately doing the wrong thing are getting away with the shit. And the people that are out there doing it, to serve other people and actually doing a community justice and now, you know, copying the injustice themselves. It's just, it's, I understand the rant. I, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He had uh, six plants, man, six cannabis plants. That's all. But the government are allowing companies now to grow fucking thousands of cannabis plants in this country. But you, they give them the license and they off they go to grow as much cannabis as they like. So why is it okay yeah. for them to grow out or grow out? Fuck loads of cannabis, but it's not okay for anybody else like Gary with just six fucking plants. I find it a bit strange too. Um, even further in Canada here, my day job is making that oil. That's what I do, you know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we sell it for lots of money and there's lots of, you know, I'm paying taxes on like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good job now here mm-hmm. but elsewhere it's you know it's just so strange that that dynamic exists still and like i don't know it's it's fucking shitty three it's years really... man three years it's, it's it's just not fucking necessary it's a victimless crime essentially he hasn't got yeah. it he wasn't stealing the electricity that wasn't the case you know he's Weird. paying the electricity bill the person who was receiving the cannabis the cannabis oil was receiving it voluntarily it's not like he was poisoning anybody or spiking yeah. their fucking food it's like he was willingly accepting the cannabis 
it's like, uh, wh- where is the reasoning for this? You know, is, you can, why can't you ask this judge like, yo, bro, why have you given this man three years in prison? What risk does he serve to the community? Especially when the fucking prisons are full in the UK. You know, they, they, it's hard to be sent to prison for shit nowadays. They're just trying to make an example out of him because he, yeah, was just he is ran the cannabis for a fucking club for so long. Yeah. And, and you know, that's... he's outspoken. That's who they, you know, and the outspoken ones, especially, you know, in a, in a place like the UK or like take Martin in, in Ireland, he, these guys are the only ones saying shit realistically. And mm-hmm. so that's who they, they go after because they do, they have a, a following and, you know, like, I, I really don't like this guy, but Mark Emery was kind of the same here back in the early 2000s where. He, he was, you know, taunting the fucking U.S. drug czar when he would come up here, and then they busted him and threw him in jail and shit. And he's a dick, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but he, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just still the same kind of, of course you're going to go after that guy. Yeah, right? So to wrap this up here, because you know, the judge had more to add, uh, sentencing, the judge said, you are plainly someone who genuinely thinks that cannabis should be legalized and it has beneficial effects for people. This has pretty much been proven because they have medical cannabis in the UK now, and you can go and buy cannabis on prescription from the fucking Sapphire clinics and many other places now. So this judge has changed shit and he carries on. There are ways you can campaign to change the law, which are lawful, but you have quite deliberately chosen to flout the law time after time after time. You have been described as a cannabis martyr. It's not a normal case for someone out of the street selling 10 pound bags. I ex- I accept that part of why you did it was not just out of greed or desire for money, but a genuine belief in the ability to of cannabis to assist. Mr. Yao's, if you fervently believe that cannabis ought to be legalized, I can can I urge you to campaign in ways which are legal because you are wasting your life going to prison. From the c- who's sending him to prison. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Has he gotten a has he got a chance for appeal? Surely he has. Surely he has. He, he, can, he can't just this can't be the end of it. You know, and mm. th- there has to be people out there in the cannabis community who can do something about this as well. And they can go out and you know stand outside the fucking prison and placard this shit. But would that be because another thing as well, the laws in the UK for protesting have been changed recently, and you can get locked up for, for just standing up and saying that this shit is wrong. So, yeah, they fucking did that here too. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you if if you in any way are deemed to be um, affecting the normal traffic or whatever, or you or you whatever it happens to be, they can quite literally lock you up. And they they booked someone recently. Um, I was only just skimming through the article the other day, and it was an environmental activist that hung herself off a bridge or something. And was just sort of sitting on the chair, hanging off, and they had to close down the bridge. Um, and they gave her something like eighteen months, just for that. Like we're, you know, in a country that's supposed to be all about, you know, the ability for free speech, and mm-hmm. you can get up and and um, protest the things that you disagree with. Mm-hmm. And now the laws against pro, and it's 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 not just here, as you said, the UK. Obviously, yep. it's happening in the UK, um, and I'm sure it's probably happening in the US and and Canada as well. So. You know, I just, yeah, sad, sad state of affairs. Yeah, man. Like, what can be done here? It's shocking because yeah. it's shit to think that he's just going to be left in prison for three years now. And when he's done so much for the cannabis community, it feels only right that we should be out there protesting for him as well. well looks mm-hmm. like, I don't know, in the chat, Chilbert and Blazer said there's some protests being organized. If anyone oh. in England is ready to get the shit on the ground. I'd be there if I was there. But, yeah, man, yeah. I think I might have to go to that. Yeah, for sure. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's just this is just too unjust, man. It's about time we saw a change here in the UK. And we probably probably won't see any change as a result of this, but at least we might be able to get this guy out of fucking prison. You know, he should definitely be resentenced and not be going down for three years and be locked up with actual hardened criminals. It's an absolute fucking joke, man. It's an absolute joke. It's just there's no justice here. There's we've covered articles where people have had much more cannabis, much more cash, and done so much more wrong than what Gary has done here, and suffered no prison time at all. They're just making an example out of him here. 
They're making sure that the everybody who knows of Gary knows not to fuck with them. They are the ones who make the rules. Don't try and step on their toes, otherwise you'll suffer. It's absolute bullshit, man. So I'm sure there'll be some protests. There should be. And as we know more, we'll let you all know more as well. We'll let you know what's going on. But hopefully something gets sorted so we can all get out there and, and protest and do something about this shit. It's just not right, man. So good luck to Gaz. There is a link somewhere where you can send him letters in prison and email and shit. If you wanted to do that, uh, I'll get that and I'll drop it in the description of the download. So make sure you check that out. No one should be in jail for this shit at all. Ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Fuck. March is being organized for March uh, 20th at Liverpool and London. Okay. Well, we'll see what's going on, man. We'll see what we can organize, but hopefully we can get this guy out of prison because he shouldn't be there in the fucking first place. But anyway. I, I like Billy's idea. Everyone send him a joint. Can you imagine all these letters <laughs> coming into the prison? They're all just doomed. That'd be, cool. <laughs> That'd be funny. Actually, that's a pretty good idea. You know, well, maybe. I don't know if he would get him in shit, but yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah exactly. So it's just sad, yeah. man. It's just sad. Yeah, I hope he's all right. Anyway, we spent ages on this fucking article and there's more for us to cover. We need to go on something a little bit more lighthearted than this, I think. Monkey, we have something that you've been dying to cover. No, I don't know about dying to cover, but, you know, I figured that, you know, if you're looking for clickbait, this will definitely get you there. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, according to this article, cannabis could make women have multiple orgasm studies fine. What? Women, now, women can this. have multiple orgasms, can they? <laughs> According to this article, it might actually be possible. Who knows? But I hate the I hate the title. Women, uh, cannabis could make women have multiple orgasms. Let's say cannabis could allow women to have multiple orgasms. Let's change the title right there. Right. Yeah. What is it, it, the way that sounds? It's like okay, yeah, smoke a joint, you'll have multiple orgasms. Nope, ain't gonna work that way. Is that is a multiple orgasm like you know? when you start orgasming then you consecutively like boom 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 or is it like in the same sex session you have multiple orgasms it would be the same session uh and multiples could be one two uh anything more than one would be your multiples but yes yeah, yeah, okay. session but I'll it wouldn't just, have I'll to just be a string here for a second who may know uh it depends it could be both it could be both tg i see yeah i mean yeah it's like okay well that's uh interesting okay so i think we get some discussion on this one no question <laughs> a new study found that there could be some unexpected side effects to smoking cannabis over the years advocates for the drug have waxed lyrical about the plethora of reasons as to why it should be legalized usually they point to things like helping those who suffer from chronic pain or who have mental health conditions such as depression or anxiety However, researchers at East Carolina University and North Carolina State University have found that weed could also improve a person's sex life. Now, you know, we used to always say back in the day when I was in college, well, we definitely improve your sex life because if you had weed, you, you could get women. You know, that's the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, they go a little bit further than that, though. But anyway, according to their, their uh, new study, cannabis users experience more intense orgasms while high. Researchers asked 811 participants aged 18 to 85 year old questions regarding <laughs> their sex lives and cannabis use. Incredibly, over 80%, excuse me, over 70% of the people, both female and male, reported experienced sex, increased sexual desire and overall intensity was better while baked. Monkey's getting a bit hot under the collar here. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, I read the article and I'm going like, well, I don't know about you guys, but this this didn't was not really like news to me. I mean, <laughs> the missus and I figured this out a long time ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You know, what's, yeah. the, what's the best weed for uh, what's the weed best weed for sex? Well, it depends what she likes. That's that's the total right answer in that case there. But anyway, right. uh, the study which was published in the Journal of Cannabis Research this must, much uh, month also noted that some of the women involved claim to have experienced an increased ability to have more than one orgasm per sexual encounter. Hmm. 
According to the piece, over half of those involved said that they intentionally smoked weed before sex. Of course you do. If you have weed, that's one of the things that we always <laughs> do before we have sex. It kind of gets you in the mood, gets, gets the juices flowing, the whole thing. However, before you get all too excited, the researchers pointed out that, that there, if this wasn't a bulletproof survey. Now, at least they're being honest here. For example, there were no comparative results from people who weren't cannabis users, and it wasn't clear how much cannabis each respondent had taken while having sex. As with any kind of a drug, there was there was also the element of placebo effect. If they thought they were going to have better sex, well, of course, they had better sex. The study finds those who intentionally use cannabis before sex to have significantly higher scale, uh, have sex with significantly higher scale scores and those who reportedly intentionally use cannabis before sex. Uh, basically, if you think it's going to work, it's going to work. Good. This can be... This can be interpreted as those who intentionally use cannabis before sex perceive a greater benefit to their sexual functioning and satisfaction compared to those who did not intentionally use cannabis before sex. These results be, uh, may be because of the mental mindset that using cannabis will increase pleasure due to the aphrodisiac notions of cannabis rather than true psychological effects. Well, I mean, that is like, that's stoner lore right there that cannabis will get you in the mood. And, and usually anything, uh, you know, if your mind believes it, it's going to help anyway, one of those things. But I actually believe myself that what the cannabis does more than anything is it relaxes you, takes away the inhibitions, mm. gets you in the right frame of mind to, uh, to accept uh, uh, new, new experiences, new adventures. And it also increases sensitivity with touch and taste and smell and things such as this all of which enhance all these types of physical experiences though. So mm -hmm. it's an interesting article, but at the same time, they're saying that they're not really sure if it's just the weed that does it, or if it is the suggestion that the weed does it. Hmm. That headline was pretty clickbaity, I will say. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's what it included. But I have to agree with you, Monkey. I think it is like, I think it's the weed. 100% and it does make you more relaxed and more sensitive to like touch and taste and sound and all that stuff so you know yeah. if you enjoy it beforehand then do it because it's certainly not going to hurt unless you consume too much in which case you <laughs> could fall asleep there is that caveat you don't want to go overboard <laughs> I always think about weed as like it'll just enhance whatever you yourself are kind of doing at that moment and if you know if you're around someone who you find attractive and uh it's like you got some nice miles davis playing on or something like that and you smoke the joint and then it's like yeah that looks really good you know and then you you get her going so <laughs> i always kind of equated it to the fact that you know the cannabis kind of clears your mind of the other stresses that you had during the day makes you right. forget about everything else and that kind of just lets you enjoy the company that you're with at the, at that time and to me that that's the biggest improvement of the entire experience is that the fact yeah. that cannabis has just got you so relaxed and happy in your own space it reminds me of that that reefer madness poster about the wild orgies and shit though you know <laughs> like, that could happen too if that's what you're into but you know not well, i do remember some mean. things at college but you know, we won't talk about those but yeah <laughs> But just to point out here as well, at the end of this article, the next article, if you just scroll a little bit, it says, <laughs> somebody suggests cannabis makes people more kind and empathetic. Well, we've already talked about yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just the stoner. Okay. I always say it. It's the stoner fairness. That's what we all stoners wanted. It's about if, if you treat me like this, treat everybody like that. But the thing you is, know? it's like, you know what also makes people more kind and empathetic? Multiple orgasms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just find it incredibly unfair that this is just a thing that affects women you know this is this is i was just I was saying kind of just saying no no offense say that without offending <laughs> anyone there but yeah why do the, why does this only help women have multiple orgasms you know what i'm saying god well, I think that's the of time as it is well so. yeah for sure you know it's like <laughs> we always have an orgasm when we have sex and women sometimes they miss out on that and have to get as many as they can when when they can you know <laughs> i'm gonna save them up for next time you know I mean? <laughs> are multiple <laughs> orgasms in general uncommon no no well it depends yeah. on how good you are as a but you know for women it 
Well, it, it's <laughs> yeah, a difficult. Yeah. That's a loaded question. That is, TJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It shouldn't I, be. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean. Right. Yeah, let's go into the next article. Let's go to the next news article. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TG, do you want to do you want to do yours now, TG? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Mine's pretty short and kind of dumb, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's from Stratcan. I like Stratcan. They do a lot of good Canada shit uh, reporting. Uh, the title is New Brunswick Cannabis Producer Eco Canadian Organic Teams Up with Drum Roll Ba Ba Ba. Greenhouse Seed Company. No way. Yeah, you know them, right? Arjun, yes. Aryan. Aryan. Franco, rest in peace, you know, mm-hmm. those guys. Hunters. Uh, yeah, so Eco-Canadian Organic Inc., a new brand of cannabis producer, has teamed up with Greenhouse Seed Co. to offer exclusive seeds to Canada's medical cannabis program. The winner of dozens of High Times Cannabis Cups, Greenhouse Seed Co., is a well-named... A well-known name in the world of cannabis genetics and operated cannabis in coffee shops in Barcelona, Spain, and Amsterdam, Netherlands since 1985. <laughs> like a bio. Uh, <laughs> the company is also well-known for its Strain Hunter series and the Vice documentary movie Kings of Cannabis. The collaboration with Eco-Canadian Organic is on brand for the New Brunswick cannabis producer explains Kevin Clark, director of operations and QAP at Eco. Eco has separated itself from the competition by focusing on being corporately responsible becoming, by becoming certified clean, green, organic, says Clark. Our unique cultivation and vision dedicated to our one-strain-at-a-time approach with emphasis on quality control pre- produces premium, organic, non-irradiated cannabis for the Canadian market. Wow. Brent Hannay, the VP, agrees. <laughs> of course he does. Eco's philosophy on how we cultivate resonates with consumer consumers but also because we have found creative ways to collaborate with like-minded businesses to increase the product this is just like an ad for these guys really but uh, <laughs> with world-class breeders such as greenhouse we'll be working with the best in order to bring the best possible products to our customers in canada so they're one of the few certified clean or green organic fuck <laughs> certified clean green organic that's a You're doing you me you gotta change that guys that's fuck is that it's that last <laughs> article man it's fucked everybody Everybody keeps thinking about orgasms now. So, yeah, they're out in New Brunswick and they're privately owned and operated. Um, They have a Farmgate store. So, potentially, you could, I don't know if you can go to their location, get clones or not. But a few other companies have done this as well, not with uh, Greenhouse, but Dutch Passions around here, as well as Humboldt Seeds. And uh, there's currently more than a dozen cannabis companies offering seeds for those authorized to grow medical cannabis. And nearly two dozen offering clones and starts. That's a strange thing. Because you can, like, you know, it's legal to sell seeds. I don't know why it's specifically. I don't think you need a specific different license to make, like, medical seeds. But to sell medically, you do. But anyway, um, interesting. Yeah, greenhouse is here. Not that you couldn't get them here before from, you know, places. But uh, I, know I don't you know. Get them in dispensaries. Is that it? Well, yeah, you can buy the seeds. I'm assuming it's only if you're medical like myself right now, you sign up to one of the this eco producer or whatever, and then you can get uh, access to their probably authentic genetics, which probably Greenhouse sent some clones, I would assume, I would hope. Because like if they sent seeds, then fuck, I'll just, I might as well just buy my own seeds <laughs> from them if I wanted Greenhouse, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. the weird thing about seed production in Canada is None of these companies who are making the Humboldt or all those companies I just mentioned um, are importing like from the breeders, whether the, the company is using Spanish breeders and outsourcing like a ton of them do now or actually doing the work themselves, which not a lot of them do now. But either way, um, the seeds that are sold in Canada have to be produced in Canada. And so unless these seed companies receive like the original mother cuts of whatever they have in you know, Amsterdam back in Aryan's mother room, then what are they really producing? I don't know. But mm. either way, uh, that's just my opinion, you know, grain of salt as a seed lineage guy now. But, uh, you know, it's cool. Cool that there's more access for more seeds. And I mean, they're probably okay. You know, yeah, green has always made good shit, man. Uh, but I think, I mean, Betty Bonds is saying there in the chat that he hasn't been happy with the recent things coming from greenhouse 
And yeah. Know, maybe I've never grown any. I can say, but uh, they have a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, man, they have some good shit too. I've grown the super silver, the greenhouse super silver haze, man. That was incredible, fucking weed. Yeah, always good shit from the greenhouse, from what I've experienced. But maybe that's not the case anymore. Yeah, so, well, come over here and we'll we can get some seeds. Test it out, man. <laughs> test it out. Yeah, you know what I mean. You touched so. touched on clones, TG. Is this clone market bigger in Canada than? Than the seed market, or is it the other way around still? Well, both markets are like not markets, in my opinion. At this point, they're they're so small, like not many people are are growing. Um, well, they, lots of people are, I guess, relative to before, but in terms of seed sales, like most of the stores around here will carry two or three different kinds, and there's there's actually quite a, a big selection. Um, but clones, um, I think. As far as I know, there might be a couple out east that are like Farmgate, like I mentioned with these eco guys, uh, that you can just like go out to their farm or whatever and and grab a couple cuts from their tray. I know there's a, a but medically is where that's more accessible. Uh, there's a lot more companies that are selling clones that they'll mail to you, which is kind of, you know, hopefully they use the right shit to mail. Mailing plants is always kind of sketch, but... The market is very, very limited at this point. And uh, just because, you know, I think the last statistic I saw on medical home grow, at least people that are, are signed up and, and registered like myself, there's only 35,000 people in Canada total. And we have like 38 million people here. So, hmm. you know, it's right. fucking small. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Plus, most of us medical people are like, you know, old school that have access to friends who have cuts or seeds, you know, from like a million different seed banks we talk about on here or elsewhere. There's lots of good breeders in Canada, you know, that you can get like legacy market seeds from. So I don't know. I don't know about you, TG, but out here you can get clones at like a lot of the reserves and stuff. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. That's, that's legacy too, though. That's right. not. Oh, a, yeah. yeah. You're not going to find them in dispensaries at all. But yeah, I mean, and that, again, I don't know anything about what the, like how many people are using that service. Probably a lot more than the medical uh, clone services that you have to sign up for and shit. But mm. yeah, it's a good question. Um, no, it's yeah. just interesting to, um, you know, obviously being in, being where we are and, you know, it's, it's illegal across the board. Um, you know, cause this, this is the thing it's, <laughs> There's one one place to decriminalize, but you still can't get seeds. Mm -hmm, still mm -hmm. can't get clones. So yeah. it's just one of those things that's just always interested me as to whether that market, um, being that you guys have had it now for a while, uh, whether the clones were more popular. I, I mean, for for me, I I would think yes. Um, I I would prefer to be able to go and have a look at how the plant's growing and, um, right. and you know, see the mother it was taken from and so on and so forth. So, well. And you got to remember too, uh, this the cuts that are like, at least most of them, the, the weed that you buy in the legal market comes from clones that a few nurseries in Canada have, and then the LP will go to them and buy like a tray and then flower them out. And then you'll have black cherry punch, or now you'll have mm -hmm. whatever the fuck. So there are like, those cuts exist, I guess, but um, not for like the average person in that sense. And then it becomes like really limited because there's a whole bunch of other stupid metrics that the, the market is driven by that, that, you know, some, some clones don't even get out to the market because nobody, nobody wants them or whatever in THC percentages, you know, in the oh. old days, it was two to three year kind of cycle with, with stuff getting uh, out of, out of favor. But now it's like, fuck five, six months and people are like onto the new shit. So mm. It's yeah. I don't know, how do you even keep clones? Like you know, would you, it's 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 a, such a weird thing at this point. And I think as the market matures and more people like get into like knowing what what good weed is and wanting it, and then and wanting access to it, then then you'll see a big explosion of of yeah. that. So but to uh, sum it up, it's a uh, the greenhouse has teamed up with some guys <laughs> in Canada to sell yeah. shitty seeds. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, man. I got. You know. Which is interesting, though, because correct me if I'm wrong, TG, but le technically, if you're growing your own cannabis at home, you are supposed to use legally yeah. purchased seeds from yeah. a legal dispensary, even though probably nobody does. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're 100% correct on that. Yeah. 
Well, fuck that That's shit. A, I mean, <clears throat> prove it, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> so we have one more news article that we should get covered before we uh, get to the 420. And that's from Marge. And Marge, this is uh, some good news too, I suppose. That's right. So last but certainly not least from Forbes, from Forbes magazine or whatever, smoking cannabis not associated with impaired lung functioning in latest study. I feel like all the articles I've been doing lately are all about studies, but this is how we advance things, people. So. Smoking cannabis was not associated with impaired lung, lung function. Fuck, now I can't talk. Lung functioning for Still young adults. Still off that article? God damn. Is it? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm no more orgasm. That's it. No more orgasm articles. <laughs> for young adults in a new longitudinal study published by in Respiratory Medicine, in contrast to another recent study suggesting that smoking cannabis is more likely to cause emphysema than smoking tobacco, which we've probably all heard over the years. Researchers in this new study found that smoking cannabis alone was not tied to reduced airflow or impaired lung functioning. Still, limitations in both studies suggest that we still don't have a, a very clear picture of smoked cannabis's effect on our lungs. But this new study, which came from researchers at the University of Queensland in Australia, examined mm-hmm. whether chronic cannabis smokers smoking was associated with damaging effects on the lungs of young adults. Uh, it's saying here, Lee Professor Jake Najman, cannabis use is increasingly legalized and oh. its use is becoming normalized. In this context, understanding more about the harms associated with long-term cannabis use is important. So what they did is they researchers followed a cohort of 1,173 young adults aged 21 to 30 testing their lung function uh, using a variety of this uh, spirometry to uh, assessment the beginning the end of a nine-year period and these tests are commonly used to diagnose lung conditions like asthma and COPD and what they found was they tracked these the members of this cohort oh wait Sorry, researchers also tracked whether the members of the cohort smoked cannabis, tobacco, or both or nothing over the nine years. So they used questionnaires to do this, again, age 21 to 30, and they did the lung the lung tests. Afterwards, they analyzed the data to see what happened over the nine years, and they basically found that the expected association between tobacco smokers and reduced airflows, oh wait, Expect oh expected association between tobacco smokers and reduced airflow. Okay, but we all know that. I used to smoke. I actually also have asthma, and uh, it's really bad. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> um, those who smoke cigarettes alone or cigarettes with cannabis had reductions in their airflow over the nine period. Not surprising. Cannabis did not add to these reductions over and above what was already found for tobacco-only smokers. But perhaps surprisingly, in light of recent findings on cannabis and emphysema, smoking cannabis alone did not reduce airflow or seem to impact lung functioning, even yeah. after nine years of use. And again, at the beginning of this article, if you recall, they were following chronic cannabis users. So not just people who are like, you know, smoking a joint once a month at a party. Chronic. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> I think this is a, oh, a good, uh, there's a lot more to it, but I know we're short on time today, but it's just going to show that once again, because I know this was an old story you hear a lot that, you know, there's still a lot of tar in, in cannabis. If you're smoking a lot of joints and stuff like that, or bongs, and it could be really bad for you. But if you are only a cannabis smoker, um, it's really not going to impair your lung function over a long period of time. And personally, from my own anecdotal experience as an ex-smoker, uh, that shit was terrible for me. So it mm. definitely affected my asthma. But, you know, I I just do cannabis now, the occasional joint vaporization or whatever, and I don't have any problems mm-hmm. with it at all. And of yeah. course, you know, what I say goes, so. Yeah. <laughs> I can concur, you know, and I wish they would study me because I am like a vehement anti-tobacco. Both my parents smoked, and then when I was in like school, I get made fun of because all my shit stunk all the time, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't want to do that." Did you so ever that, smoke, TG? I've I've never. The only the closest I've come to smoking is a blunt wrap, right? So, like, well, yeah, I've know. never inhaled a tobacco like you know what cigarette before. Right. It's, it's horrible shit, man. Weed. We discussed this briefly, like uh, smoking tobacco with cannabis on the on the celebration stream, which we did a few days ago, because we hit two K subs. 
Yeah. We were talking about uh, smoking weed by itself is much better for you than adding tobacco with it. you got to get rid of that tobacco shit. If you're still using tobacco with your cannabis, you have to try and find a way to stop that shit. Because tobacco is just mean, man. It, it, oh, they yeah. they the, add so the much shit to it. Yeah, the chronic conditions, asthma, emphysema, COPD. Mm-hmm. If you can get rid of that, the researchers at the University of Queensland will support you in saying that cannabis only is not that bad for you, mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. your lungs are concerned. Yeah. So love your lungs, just smoke cannabis. Yeah. Vape it if you can, mm-hmm. but, you know, smoke it too. There's lots yeah, of different yeah. ways to consume cannabis. Yeah. But just don't put tobacco with it if you can help it. <laughs> that shit's nasty. Yeah. Blunt wraps, yeah. those are okay. Mm-hmm. Once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh smoke a fat not... blunt now and again, that's all good, you know what I'm saying? Don't put that shit in there. And she smokes sometimes, but she always talks about getting this organic tobacco that apparently mm-hmm. is quite a bit different. I don't know, maybe it doesn't have all the no. chemicals. No. Don't actually. know about that. You know, I think yeah. I'm gonna grow my own tobacco and then just fucking dry the leaves out and roll them and well, you have to like mix them with sugar. There's there's a, a the tobacco oh, when it comes off the plant, it gets processed a fuckload before it actually well, gets put into cigarettes. Loads of shit know, gets added to it. Old it's school. disgusting, man. Like, fucking old school. Mm. Yeah, man. Let us know how you do it. And then at least you can make <laughs> your own blunt wraps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have be banana cool. leaves here. Apparently, those are good to smoke with. Hmm. We tried that. But yeah. Yeah. Just, just keep dabbing, bro. <laughs> just stick to the dabs, man. <laughs> That's the cleanest thing you yes. can smoke. Just 100% cannabis that way. You know what I'm saying straight, straight dabs. Mm-hmm. You have some nice dabs that I'm gonna dab right away. So yeah, before uh, we head to head to the 420, we'll finish off this cannabis news and events thing uh, with some forum news. As we mentioned at the start of the show, here we had an awesome interview with Graham Hancock on Friday last week. Uh, me and Monkey were there. It was very cool to sit and speak with him. We spoke about psychedelics, uh, about ancient apocalypses TV show on Netflix. We spoke about some of his books. We just had a, a good conversation with him for about oh, an hour. Man. We touched on the Ark of the Covenant. We touched on all kinds of stuff, man. But but nothing in depth. Just little little glances off a of lots of mm, stuff. Mm. It'd Fun, be good stuff. It'd be good to get him on for a three hour session, like he does on the Rogan oh, episodes. Man. That'd be good. Maybe in the future, maybe we can do it again. Do a longer one. He'll be less reluctant next time. But he's such a busy guy. It was difficult to get him on. It took two years to get him on the show in the first place. So. You know, he's mm-hmm. very busy with writing books and making TV shows and going on lots of different podcasts all mm-hmm. over the world and and scuba diving, likes to do a lot of scuba diving, which is very cool. And right. he's getting old now. Yeah. He's 73, I think he said, 73 years old, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, you, ever, you ever done that, Mac? What, scuba diving? Yeah. No, no. Really? Oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, you know, that's, that's... scuba diving here in the UK, man, you'd be seeing pieces of shit just float past you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair call. You don't want to yeah, go in these oceans. There than, than in Australia. Mm-hmm. Sure it's a very Australia will be worth it, but then you're going to get into the water and there's going to be a shark like, oh, look at that human still in the wrapper. And then it's going to come and fucking eat you. You know I've what I'm saying? Seen, I've seen plenty of sharks and it's, you know, you just, it's unlucky. Some people just unlucky. But there was actually one recently, a um, a girl died this week. I got attacked by a shark. She was jumping off a bridge or something with her, uh, with her friends and wow, um, got attacked and she passed. But, um, you know, it's, in the scheme of the amount of people that actually go in the water and do all these things and and all of that, then bees you know, kill more people than sharks do, don't they? Yeah. Well, true. Yeah, coconuts. Yeah, right? coconuts kill more people. Those are crazy shit like that. Uh-huh. But yeah, great interview but with Graham you know. Hancock there. Uh, and we also hit two thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel, everybody. So thank you to everybody who has subscribed to the channel. And now the next mission is three thousand. So everybody, get out there, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, get get done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's about it for the news, really. We'll quickly tell you what interviews that we have coming up this week. We have, uh, well, over the next few weeks, Daniel McQueen, who wrote a book about psychedelic cannabis. He's going to be on the show on Tuesday, which is the 7th of February. Then we have Lizzie Post returning, uh, the great, great granddaughter of Emily Post, who wrote, wrote a book about etiquette. And mm-hmm. Lizzie put a passage in the book about cannabis etiquette. So we're going to speak to Lizzie again, which is going to be very fun. That's on Thursday on the 9th. 
And then uh, on Thursday next week, we have Madame Cannoli coming to join us to talk about French's uh, TV show. Not TV show, a documentary. Uh, Frenchy Dreams of Hashish. And then on the 23rd, we have Jordan River. No doubt that would be a fun session. We always like to just chat some shit with Jordan. It's always a good time when Jordan visits. And then at the end of the month, we have Nikki and Swami Shatanya to come and join us as well. On the 28th, that is. So that's the interviews. Uh, that's about everything, really. Any more cannabis news to add here, anybody? It's about good, right? Just uh, make sure you go to Amazon and uh, buy Margie's new right. edibles channel. Yes. Smash that like button like the Amazon buy now button. Nice. Nice. Sm- <laughs> smash both buttons. Right. Well, we need something to add like to the end of it. Like uh, smash the buttons like the emergency exit glass when you need to get the axe <laughs> because the place is burning down because you dropped your lighter after trying to light the reefer. Yeah, a lot of becauses. Yeah, yeah. But that's how Mr. Borland does it, you see? Mr. Borland is like, (laughs) his are the worst. They're so bad, but still, (laughs) you know, he puts the effort in. And that's why you like it, really. I I still have never hit the like button on any of his videos. (laughs) (laughs) That one wasn't good enough. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Cannabis News and Events. If you would like to contact Gary Yowds, if you're in the UK, then it is very easy to do. The link for his contact details is in the description of this download. So just head to wherever you downloaded it from, check in the description, and you'll see there's a link to click. Just click that and you'll be directed over to persisgrowroom.com where you can see the full address. You're about to write it down there. So it would be great if you're in the UK to just spend half an hour or so draft up a small letter for him and send it off to him. It only costs you a couple of quid in the post just to let him know that you are thinking of him and we are supporting him out here. So if you can, please do that. It would be appreciated. Uh, But for now, that's it for the Cannabis News and Events. On Wednesday, we have the interview with Queen of the Sun, a really good interview. We had a great time talking to her. There's lots of great information in that episode, but there will also be a bonus interview this week. So you're going to get two interviews this week. You'll have the one on Wednesday, as usually scheduled, with Queen of the Sun. And we will also send out the interview that we did with Graham Hancock. It will probably be sent out on Thursday. So keep an eye out for that, everybody. And just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep downloading the episodes. Keep listening to them. I hope you're enjoying every single episode that you download. And your input is always appreciated. If you have any news stories or suggestions for interviews or grow guides, then send them to me at Mackie at highandhomegrown.com. It'll be good to hear from you. Anyway, that's it for now. I hope you have a good week and we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview with Queen of the Sun. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>